I have today's forecast for you. Hot! The color for today is black. That's right, black, so you can absorb some of these rays and save that heat for winter. So you want to get on out there where that black can be Even though Samuel L. Jackson's character in Spike Lee's 1989 classic, Do the Right Thing, wasn't talking about Arizona, he did get one thing right. Today's forecast is hot. This past Saturday, temperatures rose to 118 degrees, breaking a 25-year-old record. Excessive heat warnings are planned throughout the week. It's that time of year when all of our out-of-state friends ask, why do you live there again? The answer is the winters, but by this week, they might have a point. It hasn't been this hot for this long in almost 50 years. Arizona has now had 18 days in a row of temperatures over 110 degrees. Tomorrow will break the record from 1974. And while we don't deal with tornadoes, hurricanes, or blizzards, our extreme heat does impact the flights in and out of Sky Harbor International Airport. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm producer Amanda Luberto, and today we're bringing you an episode that aired in January 2020 to answer the question, why can't planes fly when it's too hot? Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White, and today's episode is produced by Taylor Seeley. Hey there. Now, I'm going to take a gamble and say if you listen to this show, you probably like it here in the Valley. Of course, it's very easy for me to say that now in January, when the weather is a blissful 65 to 75 degrees every day. It's not as enjoyable in the summer, though. But hey, I always say if you can't handle Arizona at its worst, then you definitely don't deserve it at its best. That is true. Although I think a lot of locals can't, in fact, handle Arizona at its worst. I know a lot of people escape Arizona in June, July, August, September. That is, of course, unless it's too hot to fly. It doesn't happen often, but on occasion, when Arizona hits temperatures over 118, some airlines have grounded their flights. And today, I'm answering why that happens. This question came from Kimball Allen, who lives in Scottsdale. And so this is my question of why, when it gets really hot in Phoenix, why can't airplanes take off? Now, the funny thing is, Kimball actually works for an airline. Uh, what is kind of hilarious about my question is I actually work for an airline. I work for Alaska Airlines. But here's the thing. He's not a pilot or a flight attendant. He actually works in the call center. And he's just a little embarrassed to ask this question because he feels like, well, he should know. No, it's, it's very hilarious and I'm a little embarrassed that I work for the airline. I didn't know this answer. 
it's I'm going to get a lot of grief from a lot of my peers, but I do not know the answer. From Arizona's largest and most respected broadcast news team, this is Cool News 10. Picture this. You're in Phoenix. The year is 1990. Denim miniskirts are in style. The Deck Park Tunnel is about to open. Metro Center Mall is in its last few years of actually being a mall and not a ghost town. Terminal 4 at Phoenix Sky Harbor is almost ready to open. All is well in the Valley of the Sun. Except the sun. The date is Tuesday, June 26th, and the heat is record-breaking. In the first half of the day, it's 120 degrees. And with this unprecedented heat, even the normally placid meteorologists here are at least a little bit excited. This audio is from a KTVK newscast that day. Incredible heat, IH. It's hot. Unbelievable. I never thought I'd see it, but uh, it's here. Hours later, it would hit 122 degrees. For the first time ever, flights at Sky Harbor Airport were grounded because of the heat. Once the thermometer rose above 120 degrees, airlines began halting operations. News clips show scenes of the airport where frantic airline employees address large crowds of travelers. Remember, this had never happened before. We are holding off on boarding due to the temperature of 122 degrees. The aircraft cannot take off. You know what really hit the fan. This was 30 years ago, but the memory of it hasn't faded. Often, when Phoenix braces for high heat even nowadays, you'll hear news stations harken back to the 1990 closure. With record heat in the forecast, pilots and passengers are remembering what it was like here back in 1990 when the valley hit off. Pondering whether it could happen again. So the question now, could it happen again? ABC 15. It did. You might even remember most recently when flights were grounded in 2017 from the heat. Some were also grounded in 2013. But in each of these instances, it wasn't technically because it was too hot. What it actually came down to was insufficient data and safety precautions. When pilots fly, they're given performance data from the manufacturers of the plane. Yeah, it gives you all the limitations of the aircraft. And that's provided, as I say, by Airbus and by Boeing when you, have, when you get the aircraft that comes with it, so to speak. That's Captain Kenneth Wood. He's a pilot for American Airlines. We didn't have the performance data to be able to fly the airplane. To clarify, pilots did have performance data. The data just didn't go up to 122 degrees. It was the first time and the only time I'd ever known it happened. I mean, it was extremely hot and it made sense that, you know, it was just too hot to fly. But what information is even in the performance data? Well, it includes guidelines on what speed the plane should attain, how the flaps should operate, what to do when the plane's weight varies, how an airport's elevation will affect the plane, and more. Take a listen to this local news clip from ABC 15 explaining. Four things have to work together for a plane to take off. Temperature, airport elevation, weight of the plane, runway length. In Phoenix, when the temperature gets warmer, the air becomes less dense. 
and that matters because air density is needed to lift the plane off the ground. Here's another explanation from Newsy. Higher temperatures make for thinner air, which is harder to generate lift from. Without the denser air pushing it upward, a plane's engines need to do more work to get it to take off speed. By quote, more work, they mean go faster. And this is where runway length and a plane's weight come into play. So to get the airplane to go faster at any given weight means that you would need more runway to attain that speed. Well, if the runway is not long enough, you would then have no option but to reduce the weight of the airplane. Here's another way of thinking about it. If you think of your car with you in it and accelerating versus six people and a bunch of luggage in the back, it takes longer to get to an attained speed than just you on your own. The same principle applies to the airplane. Pilots also have to take into account emergencies. There are two considerations. One is that the runway is long enough to get the aircraft airborne. And the other one, for safety of flight reasons, is that if you decide to reject the takeoff, you need to make sure you have enough runway distance available to stop the airplane. So there you have it. It's really not an easy explanation because there are so many factors that play a role in a plane's ability to fly. What you can for sure take away is that it's not necessarily that planes can't fly in 122 degrees. It is true that there are some smaller commuter planes that have temperature restrictions. But these are typically used for regional flights, where the distance is short. That was the case in 2017. American Airlines canceled 60 regional flights. Extreme heat forcing even more flight cancellations in and out of Phoenix between today and tomorrow. American Airlines keeping about... After that, airlines worked with the necessary agencies to calculate new temperature limits for the planes that needed it. This meant bumping up the operation threshold from 117.86 degrees Fahrenheit to 123.8 degrees Fahrenheit. So hopefully that means we won't have to ground flights for a long time. Instead, what you might be more concerned about are the Phoenix Sky Harbor employees who work on the tarmac in the summer. My name is Justin Frank. I um, spent years doing line service um, at different airports around. Justin Frank works at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport doing line service for Cutter Aviation. He's also the brother of my colleague, Brianna Frank. You heard her on last week's episode about Arizona's resources for adults with autism. But back to Justin. Working on line service means he'll sometimes service the planes, like swapping out the oil or servicing the lavatories. He'll also transport luggage and equipment for various sports teams that fly in and out of town. And when it's 115 degrees out, it's, well, hellish. It's really hot out there, and sometimes you can feel it through your shoes. And If you remember a couple episodes back, in our episode about the five seas of Arizona, I told you about the urban heat island effect. That's where our environment is made hotter because our infrastructure, like concrete buildings and roads, absorb all that heat. And on the tarmac, Justin said it's reached 160 degrees in the past. 
you'll feel that radiating heat coming off of the ground. Unsurprisingly, there are moments when the heat affects outdoor workers. Like one guy passed out, sort of, or got really lightheaded and couldn't, couldn't move anymore. Kind of passing out, getting lightheaded, and um, just kind of had to move him over towards the belt loader and put the belt loader in reverse and then take him down that way and then get him inside and cool off and got water on him and it was feeling better, I mean, in time. To make conditions better, the company has provided employees with camelbacks and wet towels. Airlines have also created shade stations with beverages and giant fans to cool off. Even with those additions, it's still really hot. So next time you see someone who works the tarmac, give them a smile. And if you ever consider working there yourself, maybe buy a good water bottle. And you'll need a good pair of shoes, too. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Valley 101. Curious about something? Let us know by visiting valley 101 azcentral.com. Today's musical scoring came from Universal Production Music, and the clip from the top of the show is owned by Spike Lee and his movie Do the Right Thing. You can support Valley 101 by subscribing to us on your favorite podcasting app. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us now. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend. You can follow us on social media at AZC Podcast. Valley 101 is an Arizona Republic and azcentral.com production. I'm Amanda Luberto. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>